The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Let's jazz it up. Let's all get together now. Welcome to the Laura Theodore podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder, plant-based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy-licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music. So let's get talking. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Laura Theodore podcast. I am your host, Laura Theodore. I am so happy that you are here with me today. I'm hoping you're having a beautiful week and a beautiful day. And boy, we have a fabulous show today with Bianca Phillips. And later on in the program, we have some music from a favorite here at the Laura Theodore podcast from Michael Castaldo. And it's his new track that just came out a few weeks ago. So that's pretty exciting. Of course, I'm going to have my recipe of the week, but I want to get right to it. It is now my great pleasure to welcome Bianca Phillips, who is the author of Cook and Crunk, Eating Vegan in the Dirty South. Bianca went vegan at the age of 24, but she gave up meat and became a vegetarian at age 14. So she's been meat-free for the majority of her life. In addition, Bianca works as the newsletter editor at the Memphis nonprofit newspaper, The Daily Memphian. She's an avid runner, and she has run in multiple marathons, and she practices yoga daily, and I'd like to welcome her to this program right now. How are you today, Bianca? I'm great. How are you? I am good, and I'm so excited to talk about your fabulous blog, your fabulous book, and I just want to get right to it because it's kind of an interesting, different name, and you state on your blog that crunk, C-R-U-N-K, is a southern slang term that means to get excited. So what inspired you to title your blog, Cookin' Crunk? My blog, actually, I started it in 2007, um, and I live in Memphis, Tennessee, and I'm from a small town in Arkansas, about an hour from Memphis, and so I grew up in this area. Um, And uh, I'm a huge fan of rap music, and there's a style of rap in this area in Memphis, in the South called crunk. And it's, um, it's, it's a style of rap that really became popular in the late nineties and sort of early two thousands. And so when I was trying to think of a name for my blog, I wanted to think of a word that was uniquely Memphis in a way. And I feel like crunk, it, it originated here. It is uniquely Memphis. Um, and the word, even though it's a style of music, um, it's kind of been over the years kind of, become to also mean, you know, excited, wild, hyped, you know, like if you're, if you're at a party and that party is crunk, that's a good party. <laughs> so, um, so I was trying to just kind of just get a sort of Memphis feel to it. Um, and so I called it vegan crunk. Yeah. Um, the cookbook came out in 2012 and, uh, so I, I wanted to 
use the word cronk because it's in my blog name. It's the blog came first. Um, and so it's cooking, cronk, eating vegan in the dirty south. So yep, that's where the yep. word came from. Ah, I finally know the answer to that. That's cool. <laughs> you know, beans, corn, and fresh produce, of course, are top items that you use in vegan cooking, but they've all been featured in traditional Southern cooking for many generations. So I'd like to know what are your three top tips for including these Southern staple ingredients in delicious vegan recipes? Sure. Um, well, for beans, um, I'm a huge fan of the Instant Pot. So um, I love to take a, a big bag of dried beans and soak them for a little while and then cook them in the Instant Pot like on a Sunday just to batch cook. And so I can use those beans throughout the week um, to make salads, to make tacos, to make um, beans and cornbread, which is one of my favorite things. Um, you can just work them into so many different meals. And when you make a whole bag, it makes so much. You can freeze them in portions, which I like to do. Um, so Instant Pot and batch cook is a, a tip that I would say. Um, I also am a huge fan of canned beans. Um, they save time and they taste just fine. So um, I love canned beans when I'm in a hurry. And one thing I would say a tip for beans with canned beans, especially chickpeas, um, is to save that liquid that they come in because that is um, called aquafaba, as you probably know. And it's great to use in desserts. It kind of works like an egg white. So you can whip it into kind of a meringue. Um, and it freezes well. So whenever I drain a can of chickpeas, I will save that liquid, freeze it, and then when I'm ready to make some sort of, you know, creamy pie or something, um, I'll pull it out of the freezer and let it thaw and use it. Wow. Um, those are some, some good bean tips. Yeah. Um, and then you mentioned corn. Um, so, you know, this is right now we're at the height of the summer. The corn is perfect right now. It's sweet and amazing. And so I love to grill it. Um, Probably what I do most often with corn is I will take just a, a whole husk of corn, peel back those leaves, the, the husk, and leave them attached, just peel them back, and then pull all the silk off, and then fold that husk back over the corn, and then soak it in some water for just 20, 30 minutes, and put it on the grill. Um, the soaking kind of keeps the, keeps the corn from catching on fire in case the husk gets in contact with the flame. Um, it also helps to have a grill that's covered in foil so it doesn't, you know, the husk doesn't fall through the cracks of the, the grill and catch on fire. But, um, and I'll let it cook for 20, 30 minutes in the grill. And then when I bring it in, I'll remove that husk. And I like to make a, um, instead of using butter or you know, vegan butter, which is fine. And I like, I do that sometimes too. But I love to make a kind of a, like a corn sauce where you mix a vegan little vegan mayonnaise, um, a little miso and garlic and salt, um, and just kind of whip that up together and then use that in place of butter. Um, and it just adds so much flavor. The miso gives it a saltiness. Um, and I mentioned salt, but you don't, you, you, I would taste it first before you add salt. <laughs> uh, yeah. See how, how salty your miso is. But if you need a little extra salt, you can put that in. Put that in the, the garlic. I just grate raw garlic into that. Don't even cook it. Just, I'm a huge fan of raw garlic. So it, if it's too strong for some people, you could always do like a roasted garlic, but. Or even, even uh, garlic powder. If, if you're in a pinch, if you didn't have the fresh oh, yeah, garlic, absolutely. right? Yeah. I like garlic that idea. I've never done the miso with the vegan mayo like that for a spread. I love that idea. I'm going to give that a try. Now 
You have a lot of tips on your website and particularly in your book for people that are thinking about starting on a plant-based lifestyle. And so what is your best recommendation for people who are starting out to keep it real while making it fun? Yeah. um, Well, when you're starting out, um, one thing that I always recommend for people is that for me, when I went vegan, I I went first, first I went vegetarian or first I went semi-vegetarian, gave up um, just uh, beef and pork and then uh, later gave up chicken and fish and then later gave up cheese and dairy and eggs. So I did it in kind of stages. And I think that makes it really accessible for people. Um, I know there are some people who just want to go all in and I think that's fine if that works for you. But um, one thing I recommend to people who are veg curious is just start kind of looking for recipes that replace some of the meaty recipes in your diet. So if you love lasagna, if you love tacos, if you love stir fries, start trying to find recipes online that mimic those things um, with just whole food plant-based ingredients um, and, and work those into your, to your rotation once or twice a week. And then you can sort of slowly transition away from that meat. Um, and then it's also fun because you're, you're making a new dish you may have never made before. So Fantastic. that's a fun one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I also would say just trying new cuisines. So when I went vegan, I had to move from a small town in Arkansas where I didn't have a lot of variety in the sort of like restaurant food we had. Um, and I went vegan a couple of years after I moved to Memphis. And that was when I discovered so many things that I had never, I'd never had falafel before. I had never had Thai food. I had never had Vietnamese food. Um, and so all these cuisines from other cultures tend to have some plant forward, you know, meals and, and, and things that are traditional. And so you can find a lot of naturally vegan things when you explore other cuisines. And so you're also getting that. It's exciting because you're, yeah. you're, sort of branching out. So that's one yeah. thing I always recommend. Too. I agree. Yeah, that that is a great, uh, something that I really, really, really agree with. Because you have to, you know, you want to have those tastes that you've been accustomed to and you want to be able to experience them, but you want to be able to eat plant-based at the same time. We're speaking today with the fabulous Bianca Phillips and she is author of Cook and Crunk. Eating Vegan in the Dirty South. Love the name of that cookbook. And you can learn more about Bianca after the program today at vegancrunk.blogspot.com. And so before you leave us today, I would love it if you would share your wonderful country buttermilk ranch dressing with us today from your fabulous book. Sure. Yeah, this is a really easy recipe and it's one of my favorites. Um, And uh, so... What you do is you take some unsweetened soy milk, and it's important that it's unsweetened because you don't want to have a sweet ranch dressing. But um, and, and one thing for new vegans to know is that most plain plant milks are sweetened, and so you have to make sure it says unsweetened on the label. Um, but there are plenty out there that are. Um, it just needs to make sure it says that. So I get a couple tablespoons of unsweetened soy milk, and then you mix a quarter teaspoon of apple cider vinegar, um, and then just kind of combine those and let it sit for a few minutes. And that will um, kind of make that milk curdle and give it a buttermilk flavor. Um, that's a nice way to make a vegan buttermilk for any recipe, actually. Um, and so while that's curdling, um, you're going to combine a half cup of sour cream, a half teaspoon of onion powder. Vegan sour cream, of, of course. 
The info, I guess. Half a teaspoon of onion powder, um, a fourth teaspoon of dried dill weed, a fourth teaspoon of salt, and a fourth teaspoon of garlic powder. And just blend that until it's all mixed together. Um, and then you'll move, pour that soy milk mixture and then just combine. And that's all you got to do. And it's super simple. Um, if you want it to be a little bit more liquidy um, for a thinner salad dressing, you can add a little extra soy milk. If you want mm-hmm. to use it as a dip for vegetables, you can leave this soy milk out entirely and just use the, the vegan sour cream and the spices. Um, it's just a super easy recipe. And I, um, as far as sour creams go, there are so many good vegan sour creams on the market now. Um, so they're fairly easy to find and you can even make your own, um, using tofu. If you, uh, if you want, there's plenty of recipes online to do that too. If you want to do more yeah. whole food based. Yeah. And I like, uh, tofu. I also like making my homemade sour cream out of cashews as well. Raw cashews, yeah. just soak the cashews mm-hmm. and add some lemon juice to that. A little bit of salt, just like sour cream. Also too, for making the vegan buttermilk, I am actually partial. I know, I know there's two camps here, but I am partial to using lemon juice rather than the uh, vinegar. Could you use the lemon juice in your country buttermilk ranch dressing as oh, well? Yeah. With it? yeah. I think yeah. it's just as long as you have the acidity, I think that's really the important thing. So lemon juice, lime juice, if you wanted to go for a sort of a crema, Mexican crema flavor, that would work. Um, yep or apple cider vinegar, or really any vinegar would work. I just, I think the flavor, if you're going to use vinegar, I think cider vinegar has a nice flavor, but. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Particularly in baking, if uh, you're not going to use the lemon juice, the apple cider vinegar works the best, I think. Well, this mm-hmm. has been a pleasure, and I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy day to be with us today. I wish you a happy and a healthy rest of the summer. Thank you so much, Bianca. Thank you. This has been fun. Thanks for having me. Well, that was the fabulous Bianca Phillips. Make sure to visit her after the program today at vegancrunk.blogspot.com. That's vegancrunk.blogspot.com. Well, in Jazzy News this week, Season 10 of Jazzy Vegetarian is airing all around the country on the Create Channel. And we do hope that you will tune in. It airs there four times per week. And if that season is not airing on a television near you, I hope that you can visit our website at jazzyvegetarian.com because there you're going to see a lot of videos, get over 400 vegan recipes and of course you can purchase my cookbooks if you go there to purchase the cookbooks i will sign them for you so that is pretty cool well i know you've been waiting for it this is a good summer treat it's my recipe of the week vegan and delicious my recipe of the week Blueberry, oatmeal, and walnut snack bars. We got some snack bars today. Oh, ho, 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 yay. Yep, you can whip up these blueberry, oatmeal, and walnut snack bars in a flash. Uses only six simple ingredients, and they're perfect to serve for an easy dessert or an early morning treat. And these scrumptious treats are good for you, too. So this makes 10 to 12 bars. You're going to start off with three medium, very ripe bananas, three tablespoons of maple syrup. You can also use date syrup if you like, half a tablespoon of vanilla extract, 
Two cups gluten-free quick cooking or old-fashioned rolled oats. Of course, if you're not cooking gluten-free, they don't need to be gluten-free. Half a cup of chopped walnuts and one rounded cup of fresh blueberries. All you need to do is preheat the oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Line an 8-inch or a 9-inch square baking pan with unbleached parchment paper, leaving 3- to 4-inch wings on the two opposite sides of the pan. Then you're going to put your bananas, your maple syrup, your vanilla into a medium-sized bowl and mash, mash, mash with a potato masher or a large fork into a chunky puree. Add your oats. Add your walnuts and stir with a large spoon to combine and then gently fold in your fresh blueberries. Spread the dough in an even layer in the prepared pan and smooth out the top with a rubber spatula. Score the dough into 10 to 12 bars using a table knife. And then you're going to bake them for 30 to 40 minutes or until the bars are really, really firm to the touch and the edges are becoming golden. Put the pan on a wire rack, and then using those parchment paper wings as handles, you're going to carefully lift the bars out of the pan and put them on a wire rack. Let them cool for 15 minutes, and then using those parchment paper wings as handles, once again, you're going to transfer those bars to a cutting board and carefully cut them into 10 to 12 individual bars. I like to use a serrated knife for that. Then you're going to let them fully cool, of course, before you eat them. And you can store them in an airtight container in the refrigerator, and they'll keep for up to two days. You can't eat them warm, but they're soft when they're warm. So that's a great jazzy tip. You can find that recipe at jazzyvegetarian.com and just type in blueberry oatmeal and walnut snack bars. Music this week from Michael Costaldo. Prayer. 2023. And this song was written, produced, and performed by Michael Costaldo and Steinberg Svensson. And it's really a beautiful, inspiring, mesmerizing track. It's a really, really catchy original pop ballad. So here it is from Michael Costaldo, Prayer 2023. Stay. 
Love that track. Michael wants you to soothe your soul, and he wants to let you know that love will shine in your heart with prayer. Well, it's been fabulous being here with you again this week. I hope you'll tune in to mindbodyspirit.fm every Wednesday for the Laura Theodore podcast. And until next time, be happy, be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore, a.k.a. The Vegetarian. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.